Hello everyone, my name is Andy Summers and welcome to episode 26 of Reviving the Soul. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram, I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and number the stars, if you are able to number them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. Genesis 15, 1 to 6. Soon after the incredible victory that Abram had over Ketelaomer and the other kings of the east, the reader finds Abram in a moment of introspection. So, after experiencing battle and seeing how quickly life can be taken away, no doubt, Abram began to think on the promise that God had made to him over a decade ago that he would have many descendants that would be given the land of Canaan. There was also the fear that Ketelaomer's forces would return in retaliation at a later time. Abram was feeling the pressure to secure his future and to protect what God had promised him. God, knowing Abram's heart and his fears, approaches the situation with the greatest care and tenderness. Moses tells us that the word of the Lord appeared to Abram in a vision. The text is unclear as to what the vision was, but the words that accompanied the vision pierced Abram's fear. Fear not, Abram, I am your shield. As Abram's faith began to waver just slightly, God did not chastise Abram. He did not punish Abram, but rather, God understood Abram's humanity and offered him comfort. God's grace was washing over his servant Abram. God reminds Abram that he will be the shield that protects Abram from all that he fears. Nothing will happen to Abram that God does not allow. And all that God allows to happen to Abram will be for his good and God's glory. God then tells Abram that his reward will be very great. Reading this in contrast to the last chapter when Abram refuses the reward from the king of Sodom reminds us that our reward is not in the material possessions of this earth, but our only true treasure, our reward, is God himself and the fulfillment of the promises that we see in his word. Abram, being completely exposed before God, verbalizes his fear. What will you give me for I continue childless? Now I cannot count the number of times that I have lifted my own eyes to heaven and asked God, but when? When will I do what I'm actually good at? When will I be able to use the gifts that you have given me? Am I even supposed to use these gifts? We all find ourselves in the same place, being discontent with where God has placed us. But God tells Abram that he will indeed have a son from his own body and then uses another illustration to stamp it on Abram's memory. Look at the stars, Abram, if you are able to count them, so your descendants will be also. So Abram stared up at the night sky, admiring the vast ocean of stars. He was rendered speechless, but Moses gives us a peek into the heart of this moment. He believed the Lord, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Moses rested his faith on the Lord God and his word. This is a landmark verse within the scriptures. It is here where we first learn what it means to be saved by faith. This, of course, is not the first time that someone in the Old Testament was rendered righteous because of their faith. This is just simply the first time that we see it in so many words. Hebrews 11 gives us some insight as to the patriarchs who went before Abram, Abel, Enoch, and Noah. 
It was by faith that Abel gave a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain. It was by faith that Enoch walked with God, and it was by faith that Noah built an ark for the preserving of his family. All of these men were justified not by their works, but by their faith. Paul uses this text twice in Romans 4 and Galatians 3 to explain how we are saved by what we believe, by our faith. And this belief or faith that we have is a gift from God. This is made evident when Jesus asked his disciples who they say he is, and Peter confessed that he is the Christ, the Son of God. And Jesus responded by saying that this knowledge was not revealed to him by flesh or blood, but it was divinely given from God. The faith that we have in the Lord Jesus is an act of incredible grace. Just as Abram worshipped pagan gods that had no knowledge of the one true God, so we all are, until God intervenes and gives us new hearts that we may know and believe the word of God. And so we are saved by faith alone, apart from works, so that no man may boast. But it doesn't stop there. The Lord's brother, James, writes in his letter, chapter 2, that although we are saved by faith alone, we are not saved by faith that is alone. In other words, if our faith is genuine, it will produce good works, it will produce the fruit of the Spirit, and it will produce a trust in God that makes the Christian seem peculiar to the rest of the world. Abel's faith to give a better sacrifice than Cain was accompanied by his ability to give a better sacrifice. Noah had faith in God, but his faith produced the ability to build the ark. Enoch walked with God, and according to the book of Jude, Enoch preached for the entirety of his life. His faith produced works. He was saved by his faith alone, but his faith was not alone. And so herein lies the challenge. Now, have you rested your faith on God? And if the answer is yes, then is this faith that you confess producing good works? Are you acting out in this faith? Are you able to give up all of your comforts and preferences? Are you able to give up all of your comforts and preferences for the sake of what God has called us to do? That is, to live a life completely devoted to Him, to serve His mission, His church, and to proclaim, above all, His gospel. Thank you for listening to this episode of Reviving the Soul. If you would like to leave a donation, you may follow the link in the show notes. Also, if you would like to contact me or ask any questions, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Psalm19Revive. If you are listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star rating and review. Join me on Thursdays as we dive into our next theological topic, and may God bless you this week as you seek to apply all of Scripture to all of life.